When you focus on the things you don't have influence over, your influence contracts. Whereas if you really focus on those things where you do have influence, your influence grows. And that's what we all want. We actually have that as a required nutrient as a human being. We want to have some influence. We want to have to feel like we have control, right? Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are in a series right now of how do you start the year stronger? We haven't officially named it that, but it feels like that right now that if you're just tuning in and this is your first episode, welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. We're so thankful and grateful for you, grateful to journey with you. We have come through an amazing year. I mean, I don't know how else you to describe it other than just shocking what we've been through in 2020. And so we're in a series where we ended the year and really began this year, the series where we talked about lessons learned. If you haven't listened to that episode, I honestly really encourage you to go back. I, you know, really was a heart episode, really. It was deep and I loved listening to that and, and really thinking through what was this year really all about and how did we define it? So we kind of, Dr. Steve and I both shared what our big lessons were from 2020. And I, and I hope and, and pray that it would it would really resonate with many of you. And so that's there. If you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to, to actually go back and listen to that episode. And then our episode that we have released last week was the episode on the word for the year, the business word for the year for 2021. And what we did was we looked at what happened in 2020. And all of a sudden, 2020 became branded, right? It was branded with a word and the word was pivot. It was just, that was how the, the year got summarized. You could summarize it in one word, it was pivot. And so what we've recognized is that when you pivot, that strategy was a reactive strategy. It was reactive and it was absolutely necessary. And so we said, you know, this year, now that we've reacted, it's time to be, start to be more proactive. So we came up with an adaptive strategy because that's what's needed right now. And the and so the word for 2021 is agile. I highly encourage you to go and listen to that episode if you have not listened to it. If you already have, hopefully you've actually sat down with yourself and your team and asked yourself the question, what does this mean for us? We shared with you some ideas and some thoughts around that framework. And we're going to continue to unpack that, I'm sure, this year, since we're saying that is the word for this year. Business word for the year is being agile. But with that, I think that actually ties beautifully into our conversation for today, Dr. Stephen, which is with Agile being the word, how do you address unfinished business? Because I know coming out of 2020, there's definitely some unfinished business that our CEOs are having to deal with right now. Love the power in today's message, guys, because it's about taking back control, right? Taking back control and focusing on where you have influence. You know the expression, 
when you focus on where you have influence, your influence grows, right? So Martini taught it best when he talked about, man, being, people being distracted in situations and they start focusing on things that are outside of their influence, right? So he taught me early on that when you focus on the things you don't have influence over, your influence contracts. Whereas if you really focus on those things where you do have influence, your influence grows. And that's what we all want. We actually have that as a required nutrient as a human being is we want to have some influence. We want to have to feel like we have control, right? As much as Dr. Pete, you and I recognize that God is good and he's in charge, right? So I know that life is happening for us, not to us. So we look back at 2020 and we say, okay, thank you. What an awesome blessing. As much as it was disruptive to our plan, we recognize that we still, hey, hey man, you know what? <laughs> The calendar just stopped and we got a new calendar. Here we go. We're just keep rolling, right? So we have a new plan showing up into 2021. And what I want to make sure is we recognize and honor the fact that we had new plan for 2020, you know, as we were looking back at 2019 and said, here's our plan. We cast the vision for 2020, right? So here's our vision for 2020. Everybody was like so stoked to be like, I know I was. Oh, it's the 2020 vision. <laughs> I waited a decade to be able to teach that, right? So I'll tell you what, I had I had a 2020 vision and it certainly wasn't what happened. <laughs> so I don't think anybody was that prophetic, right? So, but at the end of the day, we did show up with a plan, you know, in the remarkable practice and specifically in the remarkable CEO program, what we teach is there is a success strategy, right? So there's an equation that we follow as productive, successful CEOs running productive, successful businesses. And that is assess, plan, prepare, execute, assess, repeat, right? And the acronym that we use for that is appear, right? So we want your positive outcomes to appear. We want it to be a manifestation for you. We want 2021 to be a blessing for you. So today's conversation is going to be really about the application of assess, plan, prepare, execute, assess, repeat, right? So it's appear, Dr. Pete. Yeah. And I think you said it so well. We've covered this in the past, Dr. Steven, but this is a success strategy. Okay. So it's not a one-time thing. It's, it's a success strategy that you continuously apply. Okay. So it's really important. And, and this is such an important conversation to have. And so within the context of running your practice, think about this right now. If you, let's say, do an event, let's say you have a workshop and your goal was to get 50 people to this workshop and you do this, what do you do in preparation for that workshop? Think about it. Well, first thing we need to do is we need to set it on the calendar and then we need to come up with some, you know, bullet points about it so we can promote it. We might need to make a flyer, maybe a couple videos to promote it. You know, then we need to start talking to people about it. We need to maybe get a press release into the local paper and start making some posts on our Facebook page. Maybe we need to put it on our TVs in the office and put flyers on everybody's seats and maybe send an email blast out to our people, right? So all this stuff, right? So you, what are we doing? So you do all that. And hopefully you do a really good job of that. Then when what's ended up happening is you got to get people to show up. So it's not enough just to say, we're going to do all this stuff. You actually have to do it. And then you got to follow through and follow through and follow up and follow through and follow up until the day of the event. And then you do the event, right? And you hopefully had your 50 people there, maybe more, right? And then after the event, hopefully you finish the event, the event outcomes that you set originally happen, right? So what was our goals of the event? Well, it's to get these people here. Yeah, but then it's to get 
those people who came to the event to engage with us afterwards. Maybe there's going to be some sort of a special offering for new folks. Maybe for the existing folks, there's an upgrade or a new option to, to, to opt in for some new things, some new energy around that. You have that. And then what do you do after the event? Do you just walk away and just move on to the next thing? No, you got to stop and you have to review and assess what did we just do over the last two to four weeks? And I have found that this is an actual missing piece a lot of times, that we don't apply this strategy of appear. We're not. And what ends up happening, here's here's the issue. If you don't do the assess on the bookends and you're not doing that, what ends up happening is you'll repeat, but you'll never grow. You're not going to improve. So you'll end up what we call spinning your wheels, not gaining traction, but you'll have friction, but no traction, right? So I want to make sure that you're moving forward as a result of this. So this strategy, this success strategy should be applied to every aspect of your business. And so, yes, we're looking at it right now in the framework of the year. I'm encouraging you to take this strategy, the appear framework and apply it through your business, through every aspect of your business, assessing team members, projects, assessing activities, events. And this framework, Dr. Steven, it really is very, very complete. We like to do things that are closed looped, right? Full circle. These are some of our goals. And this, this really does go that full circle, you know, with it. So as you said, 2020, I went into it with a big vision. We had a clear vision. We were so excited for 2020. So we had it all written out, written down, and we had to quote unquote, crumple that paper up, throw it out and start afresh. We had to do that, but you don't have to crumple up the paper. Hopefully you just put it to the side and you had to focus on, okay, we need to adapt. We need to pivot. We need to, wartime is here. So we need to buckle down. So hopefully you would deploy the Phoenix plan in your practice as we laid it out. First stage, stabilization. Second stage, reactivation. Third stage, mobilization. That strategy is applied not only in the when the storm really hit, it was applied throughout the entire year. You can still deploy that strategy even now. And I know many of you are. You're going back and you're saying, stabilize, reactivate. Because why? Because of the things that are happening, people going back into lockdown or people going back into quarantine. How do you track these people? Well, guess what? We gave you a whole framework for that. So that's a strategy that you learned that you can continue to apply and continue to assess to see, hey, this is how we did it round one. How are you doing round two? This applies this framework, Dr. Steven, to all the aspects of your business. And as you innovate, as you adapt, as you are agile, you continue to use a peer. So that you said, you continue to manifest your vision. So let's apply it, Dr. Pete. Let's take a look at, you know, when we look back at 2020, we did show up with our plan. We were preparing. And then, you know, as we were executing, we had the Pearl Harbor moment of COVID, right? So that was very disruptive. And we decided, you know what, we must pivot because it was appropriate to pivot, right? So if you have a plan, it's much easier to pivot when you're standing on the solid foundation of a plan, right? So it's like, okay, team, 
We know what we had planned. We know what we had on the calendar and we know what we had on what we call our 90 day project planner, right? So we had Q2 laid out. We had Q3 laid out. We had Q4 laid out. We had our parking lot with all the other big elements that we wanted to get done. And this was a unified effort. Like the team had come together and said, this is what's important now. This is what's important next. And we were just trucking, right? So that was the plan. Uh, like Mike Tyson says, everybody shows up with a plan until you get punched in the face, right? So all of a sudden it was like, whoa, we were reeling, but we did not like reel back out of control. All of a sudden, you know, we said, you know what, it's time to pivot. And what we did was we made a shift and we chose to make a shift from peacetime to wartime. We took that project planner and we just slid everything forward into the future, right? So like you said, we didn't have to crumple up the paper and say, man, screw all that. We're just not going to do any of that. What we did was we said, okay, team, here's what we're going to do. Let's slide that into the future. And when you have a system like that, when you have like the 90-day project plan, when you have that system, it allows you to pivot and pivot so much more productively, right? Because what you're doing is you're saying still a great action, just not the right time, right? So let's shift that into the future. And we needed to create space for, like you said, for the for us to employ the Phoenix plan, which was the appropriate thing to do in wartime, right? So now what we have is we have this structure, we have this tool that we can go back to and we can assess and say, okay, so how did we do? Let's look back at 2020. We pushed things into Q4 2020. We pushed things into first quarter 2021 and, 20, and Q2 2022. Now what we do is we just reassess and we say, what was the unfinished business? And I'm going to encourage you guys right now, listeners, to be able to say, okay, so what did we show up with as a plan for 2020 that ended up having to get pushed along the timeline? Let's not lose those elements, right? So I know, Dr. Pete, I could tell you right now that I can look back at my Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 project planners, which was my plan. That's what I showed up at the end of 2019. I showed up at the beginning of 2020. This is the plan. This is what I think is what's important now. I think this is what's important next. Ready team, let's go. We made that shift. I now have that as a, as a reference point. I can assess what did we do? What did we push forward? And then I can be agile and I can say, now let's adapt. Let's set this up for 2021. And we can show up with this new posture, right? This new frame of looking at things and saying, I'm expectant, right? I know that there's going to be crazy things happening in 2021, right? So who knows what's going to happen with this COVID crisis, right? So who knows? We're still at a place where we're not even certain of around what's going to happen with the election, right? So we don't know what's going to happen with mandatory vaccination coming down the pike. We don't know what's going to happen with any of the uh, economic implications of what we've just been through. We don't know these things, guys, right? So, uh, you know, I hope everything's hunky-dory in 2021 and 2022. But you know what? I think that that would be a naive posture to go into the next couple of years. I'm going in as a leader who's committed to being agile and saying, you know what? I'm going to show up with my plan and my prepare. And part of my prepare is I'm going to be prepared to be agile. Okay. Let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. 
And now let's jump right back into our conversation. This is so important. So with the Agile acronym, you know, one of the words is grit, which is passion, perseverance, and persistence for the long term. And when I think about the nine-day project planner, I, I think about that top section, which is all about vision. And I think about how, you know, when you push things into the parking lot that were priorities in the moment, there's two words that come to my mind right now is you're you're, you're handling the unfinished business. Number one is vision. Number two are priorities. Okay. So what the project planner does is it it, it is a codifying document that basically says, these are the priorities right now. These are the things that are the most important things right now that we're going to do as an organization. It's not the things I'm going to do. It's the things that we are going to do. And so really important to understand those things got pushed. Your vision though, visions don't get pushed. Visions just, they stay. Visions stay. We just have to go at it in a different way. That's it. So the vision didn't, shouldn't have, shouldn't be different, right? In other words, if anything, it's clearer because when you go through really hard times, oftentimes what ends up happening is you get clear on the things that are most important and why I'm doing what I'm doing, your purpose, your vision, what's the most important thing, our purpose, why are we doing what we're doing? That becomes more clear. So that's out there, right? That's where I'm headed. That's my destination. I'm heading in that direction. That's my 20 mile march. That's where we're going. We just ended up with a glacier. I didn't realize the glacier was going to have a big split. We're going to have to walk 20 miles around and go back, keep going on our path. That's what, what we did. But the vision is we're going here. So one is the exercise of going back into your vision. What does success look like for you ultimately? And what's your success look like to you next based on where you are right now? That's where we have to start when it comes to the assessing, okay, what is this unfinished business? Okay. Let's assess that. Okay. What are the things? Let's document. What are the things that are unfinished? Okay. That's where I am right now. That's my location. My destination is three years from now. And then what you do is once you set that, okay, this is where we're going. This is where we are now. It's our location. It's our destination. Location, unfinished business is what we've got. What are our priorities right now? What, what are they? Looking at your list of all the things that were priorities and in many ways are, what are the most important things? What are the things that must get done? What are the things that we must do right now? Q1 2021, Q2 2021. What are those things that are going to help us get to where we want to go next, which is by the end of this year? We talked about the project planner in a, in a previous episode. So if you actually want to do a deeper dive in that, go back a few episodes towards the end of 2020, we released an episode about the project planner. So I, I encourage you to go back and listen. We actually do a pretty deep dive into that, honestly. Yeah, uh, actually, Pete, if I, my memory serves, we actually gave away a, a project planner, like a blank master of a project planner. I think we should do that again. So if you want to get a copy of that, we'll put that down on the show notes um, because it's a very practical tool. It's one of our favorite tools as CEOs because as you start talking about vision, we think about Gino Wickman's work in Traction when he talks about the visionary. That is the CEO. We are the visionary. So we like this tool because it gives us a place where we can scribble and we can capture our vision and we can write down bullet points and we can hand it to our COO and say, make this happen, right? right so we love the 90-day project planner and it is a very practical way for us to take these sort of idealistic visions of like, where do we want to be? What's the business we want to be 12 months from now? And based on that vision, what's most important? What are we going to tackle? What's important now in first quarter Q1 2021? 
Then what's going to, what are we going to tackle in Q2 2021? Like it literally gives you a framework where you can say, here's the plan. And if you do this year in and year out, Dr. Pete, we look back and we've got our 2019, we've got our 2020. Now we're going to have our 2021. Like it makes it so much easier to manage all of these projects, right? So these big elephants that we're going to eat, you know, the dragons we're going to slay, the mountains we're going to climb, you know, whatever, however, whatever metaphor works for you. But that's where all of these elements get captured. So when you are reeling after, you know, an unexpected event, you feel like, all right, so I can find my footing and I can pick up my project planner and I can reassess and tell everybody, here's our new plan. Dr. Steven, one of the concepts that I absolutely love is the parking lot because everything lives somewhere. It just doesn't, just because it's not important now doesn't mean we have, we just have to forget about and dismiss it. it. It gets put somewhere. It gets put in the parking lot. Parking lots are really, really important in business, really important for visionaries because you have so many ideas and it just might not be the right time, but it doesn't mean it's not the right idea. Just means it's just maybe not the right time. Maybe you don't have the resources right now to go there. Maybe it's the timing isn't right. And and so last year we dealt with that. Like you had things you wanted to do. It's like all of a sudden it's like, we can't do that right now. Yeah. We just can't do it. And it's disappointing. So here's what I'm gonna do. Hopefully, many of you, you know, we've recovered. Hopefully. I mean, it, you had a whole year really, the rest of the year to recover from that. You know, so hopefully we've recovered. But this concept of unfinished business, it's gonna happen again to you. It's gonna keep happening. Like you're gonna set out to achieve something and it's just it's gonna fall flat. One of the bottom parts of the of the whole project planner says worst case scenario, you know, choke points, worst case scenario. Sometimes things hit a choke point or a worst case scenario, and you're like, wow, that got derailed. Yeah. It's gonna happen. So, and there's a lot of things that are factors that could come into play for that. So don't take it personally. Just the reality is, is this is business, this is life, these are gonna happen. So it's it's that contingency, A, B, C. It's it's really having that that being agile and being able to be okay with, hey, things hit the fan, things had to get pushed back. I took this thing, I moved it over here, and I focused here. And remember, this goes back to being empowered. To be empowered, focus where you have influence. When you do have unfinished business, that feels disempowered. Okay, so how do you combat that feeling of being disempowered, disenfranchised? You know, how do you how do you stop that from creating you just going into a state of discouragement and then weakness and giving up and just being like, what the hell? I'm just going to watch binge Netflix, right? So, how do you get out of that and prevent that? Focus where you have influence. And that, that is exactly right. So right now, I would say to you, where do you have influence right now? What can you do? What could be your projects? What should be the highest priority projects right now? Maybe not your big vision. Maybe it's something you're not so excited and pumped about, but that's okay. But you know what? These are the things that I must do right now. These are just important. That's the maturity here. These are the most important things right now. I'm really excited about this other project, but it's got to be pushed back to the parking lot. It's not the most important right now. Or maybe this really exciting project that's been in the parking lot, guess what? It's become priority now. Right. And that's awesome. Right. So it's it's just the ability to walk in that as a leader and again, stay focused. And again, and more importantly, and then keeping your team focused. I want to make sure everybody knows that this is just not good ideas. We're just not pontificating. I'm going to break all the rules with podcasting. And I'm actually going to say, can you see this? Because I know for a lot of you are watching us on YouTube. There you go, baby. They're looking right across my office. I can't know where to hide. There's my, you know, my Q1 2021, Q2 2020. And look at that, my parking lot, right? I've got a giant six foot dry erase board that the camera's on right now that's showing you, listen, practicing what we preach, we're running businesses here, right? So of course, within 
eye shot, I can, there's nowhere to hide. I'm looking right at this thing, right? It's staring me down every day, right? So I was, I've got my eyes on my project planner and I know, okay, so this is what's going to happen in Q1. This is the plan for Q2. Everything else heads up into the parking lot. I'm with you, Dr. Pete. I heard that concept first from Rick Sapio. I don't know if that's original content of his, but that's where I learned it, right? It's been very helpful because not only does it create peace of mind for me as a leader, as a place where I'm not like frantically trying to remember everything, I have a place that captures those ideas. And I say, hey, you know what? Great idea, not right timing, right? So let's put that into the parking lot. And it also creates a place where I can just capture the great ideas from my team respectfully and say, okay, that's a great idea. Let's put that in the parking lot because we've already committed our limited resources for Q1 and Q2. And that's not the highest priority right now. Great idea, not the right timing, right? Right action, wrong timing. Let's put that in the parking lot. And as a tip of the hat to be respectful and say, let's revisit that in first quarter or second quarter and get that on our future project plan. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.